Welcome to Total Health Transformation Podcast, hosted by Dr. Danny Scarhill. Dr. Danny is a doctor of chiropractic, an author, speaker, and trainer. And on the THT Podcast, he interviews other health experts to glean further insights that will help you achieve total health transformation. Welcome to the Total Health Transformation Podcast. My name is Dr. Danny Scarhill, the founder of dannyscarhill.com, the author of Total Health Transformation, the proven system to unlock limitless energy, motivation, and health, and the creator of the Total Health Transformation programs. Let's get straight into it on this episode. Tonight, we've got another very special guest expert on the call, Ross Bridgeford. Ross Bridgeford is known as the Alkaline Diet Guy author of the Alkaline Diet Recipe Book and the Alkaline Weight Loss Solution, green drink addict and co-founder of Energize, a veteran of nine years of living and coaching the Alkaline Diet. Without further ado, welcome to the call, Ross Bridgeford. How are you going, mate? I'm very well, and yourself? Yes, I'm very good, very good. I'm very glad you've got me up quite so early in, in Australia here. <laughs> Oh, it's appreciated that you've got out of bed so early. I think it's about 6.30 a.m. for you now, isn't it? It is, yeah, mate. It's not too bad. I've, I've been a dad for the last 20 months, so this is, this is nothing out of the blue, to be honest. Okay, cool. So um, tell us a little bit about your journey, Ross. I've been asking all the speakers on the series so far. Tell us um, how you got to where you are now. Yeah, basically, it probably all started, to be honest, in 2003 or four, I think it was, me and my brother uh, were both working sort of corporate life, uh, working long hours, pretty, you know, pretty much running ourselves into the ground for the pound. And uh, both went to Tony Robbins' UPW event in London, which I'm, I'm sure a few of your listeners would have probably been to as well. Um, it was a, you know, obviously it's Tony Robbins event, amazing, had loads of fun and made loads of breakthroughs and all that stuff, but it was actually uh, on day three, he took us through a goal-setting workshop uh, that, you know, you go through and you list out a million goals and you, you put them all into how many years you're going to do them and all this stuff, and it's kind of like, you know, that was sort of sinking in and that was great, and then day four was the health day, living health, and uh, it just dawned on me at that event, like, how the hell am I going to achieve any of these goals when I feel so crap, you know, when I'm feeling so low in energy, so always getting colds, always getting ill, starting to put on weight, dreadful skin, you know, all the symptoms of someone that's come out of four years of living at uni, basically just running themselves into the ground in a different way, and then three years of corporate life working sort of 50, 60 hour weeks, living on take, surviving basically on takeaways and coffee. Um, so I made the, uh, the, the, the decision in that event that basically in order to achieve even any of these goals, I'd need to get more energy. And the surefire way to get more energy would be to put my hand up and, and run the London Marathon about six months later. So uh, <laughs> the next question for me was obviously like, how on earth am I going to do that? And of course, at Tony's events, um, he teaches all about the alkaline diet and about going green and about feeding your body fuel rather than food. Um, so it's kind of those two things coming together that sent me on the path that ultimately led to me creating Energize for Life. Um, because I left that event, went headfirst into it trying to uh, you know, get the green drinks, trying to 
eat all these certain foods, do these types of duties, da, 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 all these different things that of course when you first start it and you try and do it all, it's impossible. Um, but it was in the discovery of that journey of how on earth am I actually going to make this real in my life that kind of led to me and my brother starting Energize about a year later. Um, and it's kind of all just flown on from there really. I, I mean, we both still were working full time when we started Energize. Um, within six months he'd quit his job. We had, he was buying stock, we had a warehouse, we suddenly had staff, and I was just writing content, writing content, writing content, learning, learning, learning. And it's sort of dawned on me over the past nine years of doing that, that my passion and my skills and, and everything that I'm committed to doing is about teaching others and serving others. And, um, and that's what's led me to basically being where I am now, which is um, just trying to help teach, coach as many people as possible, publish as much as possible, be on calls such as this, uh, host calls such as this. Um, but it's been a long, long journey, mate. It's been, uh, it's been a lot of fun, but it's been a lot, a very challenging journey and, and challenges I'm sure the people on this call will relate to. Are we talking years it's taken for you to get here? When was UPW for you? Uh, 2003. I think it was 2003. That makes sense because I moved to Australia the next year. Okay. <laughs> it's cool. starting to blur now, mate. <laughs> We're getting old. It's starting to blur. But yeah, 2003. So it's roughly 10 years. Fast journey. Okay, cool. I mean, it's that old... Um, that old saying, isn't it? You know, people uh, see somebody who's successful and they say, oh, yeah, he must have been lucky, overnight success. Um, yeah, overnight success, 10 years or 20 years in the making is generally the actual, the, the, the crux of the matter, isn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. And it, it, it's been a, like, it's been a journey. And it's been, uh, it's one of those things, you know, like most people, um, when they first learn about like a new, um, I prefer to call it a lifestyle than a diet, but a new diet basically. So if they want to, you know, do paleo or the alkaline or something else, they, you know, they'll research it, they'll read a book, they'll listen to an audio or something else, and then they'll just go into it and they'll go into it and they'll aim to do it per perfectly. They might not necessarily know they're aiming to do it perfectly at the time, but that's ultimately what they're trying to do, and that's exactly what I try to do, and and that basically just set, was setting myself up to fail. And I think it probably took me a good two years to work that out, of trying being great for anywhere between one meal and three months. And then something comes along and it, you know, it's just unsustainable to be like that, um, especially when you're first starting because there's so much to learn and, and, you, and you make mistakes. You, know? you, you don't know everything and you'll make mistakes along the way. So it was definitely a long learning experience, and you know, it's it's one of those things that I couldn't necessarily learn from 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 reading anymore. I couldn't learn anymore about living healthily, living naturally, living alkaline, all those things. It had to come down to my experience um, and learning about you know from trial and error about what works practically in life and what doesn't, um, and that's what took the period of time for me to learn and that's why I'm so passionate now about distilling that information down and sharing it with as many people as possible, teaching them how to implement, teaching them how to make stuff real so that their journey doesn't have to be quite as long as mine. That's brilliant. I mean that will save a lot of people a lot of time, effort and uh, and a lot of money as well really if you can uh, uh, cut cut down their, oh, their okay. journey, isn't it? 
Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. You know, it's been a journey with Energize as well. You know, we've kind of started from from nothing. You know, literally. Um, I think our initial investment was about fifty pounds, um, but uh, it's it's grown into what it is now. You know, which is nine nine years of living online and 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 reaching as many people as we can. And and I think you know, we've we've kind of. Uh, We've got to a point where we're reaching at about three hundred thousand people a month now, and and you know that to me is just that's fulfilling my ambition to have that level of reach. It's just it's fantastic. So yeah, it's uh, it's definitely been a long journey. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so many lessons learnt along the way. So I wouldn't I wouldn't change a single thing of it. That's fantastic that you've got such a big reach there of uh, three hundred thousand people a month. Fantastic, changing a lot of lives there, mate. Good on you. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's extremely rewarding. It's it really is. And you know, I I don't I don't you know, I still think that my favourite, the best thing, in this profession is when people reach out and actually connect back and email me or or connect with me on Facebook or in any way to just sort of say the most simple thing, you know. I've been doing this now for three weeks and already this has happened or, you know, I've got more energy or I've lost some weight or my skin's clearing up or this ache and pain that I've had for years is starting to go away, you know, that's, that's for both of us, that's why we're doing this, you know, it's, uh, it's uh, certainly a labour of love and, and, you know, to be able to connect like that is, is just the gold, really. I couldn't agree more, I mean, I was just talking with my girlfriend earlier on and we were talking about the coaching business that I run alongside. Um, or as well, as should I say, as my chiropractic practice. And I was yeah. saying it, it's, it's not about the money. It's about witnessing the transformation that people have from when they start with you to when they've been uh, a client of yours for however many weeks or months or what it is. You just see the difference in them. And, you know, sounds cliche, but that in itself is, you know, is a huge part of it, isn't it? There's a lot of satisfaction in seeing people's lives transform, I think. Yeah, oh, without question. Without question. It's, it's undoubtedly the reason why we're doing this, and the reason, and it, it would be the reason why pretty much all of the other speakers that you've got on this series are doing it as well. Absolutely. No doubt. No doubt, indeed. So you touched on briefly there some uh, big lessons were learnt in your, along your journey. What were the biggest lessons that you've learned in your um, journey towards health? Well, there, there, there's loads, to be honest. But I'd probably uh, the two biggest lessons that I've learned and the two biggest things that I've been trying to teach, especially in the last year. Um, the, the first one is not to strive for perfection. Um, I think the biggest my biggest challenge to begin with was exactly as I said. I read uh, Robert Young's stuff, I read Christopher Vase's stuff, listened to all the Tony Robbins stuff and a heap of other authors and, and ran, jumped into the alkaline stuff like totally, 100%. You know, I went from basically drinking five or six coffees a day with milk and sugar, um, having, you know, sandwiches for lunch, takeaways for dinners, um, drinking barely no water, all of these things to go and, oh my God, an epiphany, I know what I now need to do, to then drinking just herbal tea, having vegetable juice in the morning, having just salads for lunch and all these fresh raw foods for dinner and, and everything else. And that's, you know, it sounds fantastic, it sounds perfect. But firstly, I was making a bunch of mistakes in that. Um, 
which I'll, I'll get into in a minute. But the second thing is that's just not sustainable for someone who hasn't learned to, to integrate that way of living into their lifestyle. I think um, when we start slowly, take it step by step, take it at our own pace, just see one goal ahead of us, you know, whether that's I'm going to get my hydration up because you know, nobody drinks enough water. Um, and it's one of the easiest things, like I, I'm, I'm digressing slightly, but I love it when someone comes to me and says, you know, Ross, this, 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 all these things in my health that I want to change. You know, I want to get more energy, I want to lose weight, I've got this, this skin thing, my digestion's not good. And the first question I always ask them is, how much water are you drinking and what's the quality of the water? And if they say to me, oh, I, you know, I don't really drink much water, maybe one cup a day, but I drink a lot of tea um, and I have some coffee and, and you know, have fruit juice, it's like, high fives all around because you are about to experience a transformation with basically almost no effort needed because just swapping that chronic state of dehydration for proper hydration is going to make so much of an impact on your life you're not going to believe it from just that one thing um, but it, you know if getting back to what I'm saying if it's if it's if hydration is your goal focus on just that this week don't worry about everything else carry on doing what you were doing if your goal is then to make your breakfast healthy or to have breakfast, then focus on that until you've nailed that. You know, you can obviously, I'm, I'm simplifying it to, prove, to, to make a point, but you can extrapolate out from there. But when people try to give up coffee, give up cigarettes, give up alcohol, give up meat, give up dairies, replace it with all these different things, um, all at once, they, they lit, they're setting themselves up for fail. Like 1% of people will be able to sustain, sustain that. And the damage that it does to people psychologically when they try and fail, try and fail, try and fail, try and fail, you know where they end up? They end up giving up completely and turning their back on it because their, their, their subconscious is looking for them to get success. Uh, and, it, and it's as simple as that. For me, I went through that journey. I then have taken a perspective, and I've heard David Wolfe and Jason Vale talk about something similar. Um, it's when you focus on getting the good foods in rather than on, on eliminating the bad foods first. So you just say to yourself, I can still have a coffee, I can still go and do this, I can still go and do that. But the deal you make yourself with your, you make with yourself is you have to get the good foods in first. And ultimately the good foods end up crowding out the bad, both physically in your body because the good foods like fresh, you know, fresh raw vegetables and salads and nuts and seeds and high quality meats and high quality fish and all those things. They're so much more nutritionally dense than junk food that your body stops craving food. When you eat just junk food, it's chemically and um, purposefully manufactured to fire off happy chemicals in your brain instantly upon eating it, but then to be so nutritionally devoid that you feel hungry again 10 minutes later. So if you make that pact with yourself and that commitment to yourself to, to eat the good foods, focus on eating the good foods. And, and release the pressure from yourself of giving up the bad foods, you'll find that both consciously and subconsciously, you'll slowly end up just getting rid of the bad foods anyway. So it's, it's that step from aiming for perfection and giving everything up and trying to eat all the good stuff to just taking it step by step by step and focus only on the good, the good stuff, basically. Focus only on the adding to your body rather than the taking away. And you find that the taking away takes care of itself. So that's probably my first big lesson that I learned along the way, went on a little bit longer than I originally planned my succinct lessons to be. <laughs> but there was another one, if you've got time for my second big lesson. 
Absolutely, let's hear it, mate. Well, the second big lesson is something that I have been aware of for many, many years, but Tim Ferriss, actually, uh, in his four-hour body book, put it brilliantly, where he was paraphrasing from someone else as well. It's funny how it's off on, that, off on the way, isn't it? But especially with Tony Robbins, you find out that he was paraphrasing from someone else originally. But he, what he calls the minimum effective dose, which um, if there's anyone on this call or, or that listens to this that's into the paleo stuff, they may have read Tim's stuff as well. Um, and the minimum effective dose is basically the minimum amount of effort required to get a desired outcome. So it's like the 80-20 rule in overdrive. So it's me over the period of those 10 years or 9 or 10 years of studying what I was doing, what worked and what didn't work, and then breaking it down into looking at what are those core fundamentals that if I nail those, I'm going to be getting 80 to 90% of the benefit. And from there, that builds a platform. And from there, you can then try to master the next step of stuff that's going to bump you up from that 80-90% up to 99%. But by and large, most people out there are going to smash all their, all their original goals and their next step of goals by just mastering those fundamentals, the 20% of stuff that's going to make 80% of the difference. And again, it's kind of, it blurs with the first lesson, of course, like in not aiming for perfection. But actually sitting down and analyzing those things unlocked so much for me in terms of my health, in terms of my sanity, in terms of my time, in terms of the sanity of my girlfriend. <laughs> but just by going, if I just focus on these five things and, and really, really master those fundamentals, everything else will fall into place. Um, and, and for me, those two things sort of coming together have, have really amplified my health considerably. But you know, in refining those and, and kind of distilling them those into something that I can tangibly teach, has really, really changed the way that I approach healthy living with my with my audience as well over the last two or three years. Um, did you see Hungry for Change by any chance, Dan? Oh, big time, yeah. I've seen that many yeah. times, yeah. It's a great film, isn't it? Um, it's, it's amazing. And in that, um, there's a, there's a in, I think it's about 40 minutes into that, David Wolfe talks about this stuff a lot, and he puts it a lot better than I do. <laughs> So if any, anyone listening to this hasn't seen anything, so you should definitely go and watch it and look out especially for that bit. And Jason talks about it a lot in there as well. It's, a, it's, it's such a, a fundamentally different way of looking at it from, from anything I'd heard before, um, but it, it makes a huge impact. Absolutely. I mean, you've you touched on two really, uh, really big points there, which, like you said, a lot of the uh, guys from Hungry for Change talk about. Um, focus on adding. I mean, John Gabriel was saying that just the other day on one of the calls, and Daniel Vitalis touched on it too. Focus on adding rather than depriving yourself. It just makes things yeah. so much easier, doesn't it? I mean, you know, I'm, I'm obviously coming in at this from an, a, an alkaline kind of lifestyle point of view, and, and deprivation is an acidic state within the body. You know, for someone that's looking to lose weight, if they deprive themselves, if they calorie restrict and deprive themselves, that creates a state of acidity in the body. And when the body's in an acidic state, it will actually biologically hang on to fat. It will hold fat on the body to protect your vital organs from those acids in your body. And it will store them in fat. So it's kind of, it, it's such a, a, a flip of psychology from what we've been told for, for so many decades. Um, 
and and it's just it's just so fantastic that there is it now like an army of people out there <laughs> that are talking about this more of an abundance mentality to to healthy living and healthy eating of of getting this abundance of goodness rather than this deprivation kind of approach. So I I, I love John Gabriel by the way, and I, I all of the guys in that movie I just think are absolute role models and um, just incredibly inspirational people. I agree 100%, yeah. And um, the other point you touched on, which I thought was genius, was um, stop, stop striving for perfection. I think people beat themselves up to death almost um, for not being able to stick to whatever it is they're trying to do. So stop striving for perfection is um, a great little insight there, mate. Yeah, well, it's amazing how much of a difference a lot of small changes can make. That's really for me one of the one of the other big breakthroughs that I had is that you can you can go to the gym and just go right. I'm going to get in shape and I'm going to get healthy. I'm just going to go to the gym every day, and it's you know. But that's just one. It's one point of failure. <laughs> so if you don't do that, that's your whole plan out the window. Whereas what another thing that I've learned, I guess, is that. It's amazing the compounding effects that a few small changes can make when added together. Um, you know, get your hydration sorted. Just get a, a baseline amount of green foods into your diet. Get enough oils into your diet, and just any amount of exercise on top of that is those four things compounded together is going to make a huge difference. And and I think people, you know, sometimes when they're starting out, they they think it's going to take this massive shift in order to see any results. And that's often not the case. Like I said earlier, for a lot of people, just drinking enough water is going to make a huge difference. Yeah, I've seen that happen many times, both in my patients and my coaching clients. Um, you touched on it before. You know, The vast majority of people in the Western world are not just dehydrated, but severely dehydrated. So that yeah. one thing can make a huge difference. I definitely agree with that. So. Um, Obviously, by the sounds of it, Tony Robbins has been a big role model for you. Over the years, who else are, have been your uh, role models, and what's the reason for that? Yeah, well, Tony, Tony has been for various reasons, I guess, it, 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 and the same as it would be for a lot of people. Um, but but simply because that's kind of it's it transcended beyond health as a as a um, as a role model. Um, but as well, you know, obviously into personal life, business life, and. And all those other areas as well. He's been fantastic. I mean, to 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 be honest, when you just look at the the basics of it with Tony, he must be in his mid to late fifties by now. Um, he's still on stage nearly two hundred days a year, um, and the guy just absolutely knocks it out of the park every time he turns up. He is just a powerhouse of energy and vitality and life and, and everything else. So that, you know, for me, that is inspirational, <laughs> just on that basic level of what I can see. Um, other people that have been role models have been um, uh, Robert Young, obviously, uh, is very inspirational in, in what I'm doing and what I'm teaching. I think he has got a huge amount of desire to... Um, improve the state of humanity through his work. He is incredibly dedicated. He is incredibly giving. Um, he has put more hours in in the lab than anyone else I've ever met. You know, he has analyzed the blood of hundreds of thousands of people and he's he's helping people right at that critical end 
You know, he's helping people when they think that there's no other option. He's there every day working with terminally or terminally diagnosed terminally ill people, um, and and changing lives massively every single day. And you know, um, he he's a he's just also a very humble, very easygoing, fun guy with it. And uh, there's not that many people that you meet at that level that don't have a ginormous ego. So he's <laughs> he's a role model from that perspective as well. But look, you know, there's there's role models everywhere. I I absolutely. Um, love John Gabriel for his passion and his um, his unbelievable ability to to transform people's lives through similar similar to what I aspire to do through implementation you know he he isn't necessarily a scientist he isn't necessarily a PhD but he's a guy that can get people to take action and make things actually real in their life and that's ultimately what I'm, I'm always striving to do I'm, I'm not saying I'm, you know, a, a scientist, nutritionist, doctor, etc., etc. What I'm saying is, if you want to make it happen, I, I can make it happen in your life. I can help you to implement it. And, in, you know, John Gabriel is probably the best of the best in terms of, of making that happen. He's, uh, he's, he's just worked with so many people over from so many different walks of life. And while, yes, his focus is on weight loss, um, I'm sure he would admit that the benefits that people get from following what he teaches transcend way beyond weight loss. And you know, it, and it's always the way when people come to me, like they say, this is the reason why I want to change. And and somewhere along the path, something happens where that actually becomes a a side benefit to what the true benefit really is. Um, but uh, yeah, I mean, there's God. It, it would be it would be difficult to to list all of them to be honest. Like even Jason Vale, I think is amazing. His energy and his passion is amazing. There's a trend here. I'm 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 listing people who are role models because of their energy, their passion, and their commitment. Um, and I think that's what kind of is bringing this bringing this sort of world together of of these people that are out there online, exactly as such as yourself, that are out there and in it because they're passionate about helping. They've got energy. They've got vitality, and and they want to help people to change their lives um, and that's they're my role models <laughs> the people that fit that bill that's fantastic I mean yeah what better way to spend your life than helping others transform their health and ultimately their wealth isn't it so that's yeah. fantastic oh, oh absolutely like to be honest my um, my sort of I've been working on this quite a lot lately I've been really trying to work out what's my big why what's my big reason for doing this um, and ultimately, I, I'm, I'm, I haven't quite nailed it yet. I've got lots. I've got pages and pages and pages of, of stuff I've written, but I haven't distilled it down into a paragraph. But ultimately, what I believe is that when when people are living at their health potential, the energy and the vitality that that brings to the whole of their life is massive. But I believe it goes beyond that. I believe that there's a ripple effect. I think that when people are living with the health and vitality that they deserve and that they were born with and that, that that's giving them the, their full potential from their body, it ripples out to the people around them and it has a positive impact on the people around them. Not necessarily because they influence that person or inspire that person to take that action, but because they go into their interactions with energy and they go into their interactions with happiness and vitality that has a positive knock-on effect to everyone that they touch and then will hopefully ripple out and ripple out and ripple out. Because you know, 
people don't just get healthy because they want a hot body. That's like that's the quintessential thing that becomes the side benefit. That's like the classic side benefit in the end. They want to get healthy because they want to feel vital and alive and, and, and living their life, you know. They don't want to feel tired and fatigued and all of those things anymore. So that's that's kind of yeah, that's that's where I'm getting to with my <laughs> with my belief system anyway as to why I'm doing this. Um, I just think it goes so far beyond um, the reason that most people come into wanting to get healthy. <laughs> That's fantastic. Um, so, I mean, by the sounds of it, you're very much on the wavelength of, um, you know, uh, what I teach is eat well, move well, think well, and you will be truly healthy. That's uh, the balance that, that we look for. Um, it sounds like yeah. you're very much on the same page there. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think the think well is the uh, is the real thing there, isn't it? Because it's like you know, most people don't realise how foggy and thinking they have, and and how much mental clarity and clarity of thought you can get, and the sustained energy throughout the day. I mean, I'm sure you see it all the time. The people that get that afternoon just slump and can't believe that there could be a way that you could get past that slump and have sustained energy all day without coffee. <laughs> but yeah, you know, it, 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 that's the exact point to, to, to think well as well. That's the missing piece, I think, for most people. It is. It's um, mindset is key, isn't it? In, in, in anything that you want to do successfully in your life, you've got to have the right mindset. There's no two ways about it. So um, what um, would your opinions be on the which is best I'll, I'll add one to it, which is best, the vegan diet, paleolithic diet, or the alkaline diet? I actually think uh, the vegan diet has got to be implemented in the right way. Very easy to get wrong. Um, the paleolithic and alkaline are extremely similar. Like I, um, I actually took a photo of it the other day. I was, where the hell was I? I was on the Sunshine Coast. Um, actually to go up and see the food matters, the Hungry for Change boys and, and have a celebration with them. Um, but I was waiting at some funny little place in Malulabar and I noticed that there was a CrossFit gym right there in the middle of this like weird little uh, entertainment park. It was such a surreal place for it. But they had the roller doors down and as you know CrossFit gyms are always just in like a, an old warehouse or a garage or something. And I had the roller door down on the garage, and it had the founders, I can't remember what's his name, the guy who founded CrossFit. Um, but his um, prescription for how you should live life, and it's basically, you know, of course, the Paleolithic diet uh, with, you know, training in a certain way. And I looked at the diet, and it was like, that's basically the alkaline diet. It's literally the same. If you just made one slight tweak, which is where he says, eat lots of fresh, um, and I, I'm, I'm misquoting, I'm not, I don't know word for word, but it's basically if you eat loads of fresh foods, fresh vegetables, fresh fruits, fresh nuts, and fresh meats, if you just change that to fresh fruits, vegetable, nuts, and a little fresh high-quality meat, then that would be the alkaline diet. Like the paleo and the alkaline are so similar in terms of it's, you know, eat as close to nature as possible, as Daniel Vitalis, I'm sure, would have been saying. It's close to nature as possible. Eat fresh, live, you know, as much raw as you can. Um, 
stay away from processed, stay away from refined, stay away from sugars, stay away from trans fats and you know, make sure you get an abundance of good fats, make sure you're hydrated. It's both the same thing. So I actually am really on board with people who go headfirst into the Paleolithic diet as long as they don't misinterpret the, wow, I can just eat a crap load of meat as much as I want and that's great because that's probably not what I would say. <laughs> vegan, I mean, you know, living alkaline is living vegan. On the alkaline, on a true 100% alkaline diet, there would be no dairy, no cheese, no meat, no animal proteins whatsoever. So there, there's massive crossover there as well. Where I sit most comfortably is again with the 80-20 principle of just try to make sure, 70-30 is more where most people get the most success because they can stick to it the best, is stick to 70% following alkaline and 30% whatever the hell you want. So that would encompass all of those <laughs> approaches quite nicely and would make sure that 70% of their diet was, you know, high quality nutrient dense vegetables, low sugar fruits, loads of salads, loads of nuts, loads of seeds, loads of great oils, lo uh, you know, oily fish, a little high quality meat here and there, um, loads of hydration and, and, you know, you can't really go wrong. I mean... There's a, there's a lot of people out there that would, you know, not there's not a lot of people. There's a few very noisy um, physicians out there that say, oh, the alkaline approach is rubbish. How, you know, the stomach has got hydrochloric acid in it. What's the point? Well, if you explain it that it's all about eating all the foods I've just mentioned and cutting out all the crap foods, I don't think you'd find a doctor, nutritionist or health expert anywhere in the world that wouldn't agree that that's a good approach to health. And, you know, my only challenge with the vegan approach, and it's the same with the raw, raw approach, is that it's very easy to get it wrong and make mistakes and set yourself back and put in so much hard work. There's nothing more heartbreaking, and I'm sure you'd see the same and completely agree. There's nothing more heartbreaking than seeing someone put in loads and loads of hard work but making a couple of simple mistakes they don't know they're making that's meaning they're not getting the results they deserve. And on the vegan and raw, it's so easy to do that. So, yeah, that's, that's my summary <laughs> of the vegan, paleo, and alkaline combined. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely, uh, like, uh, I've uh, noticed a lot of similarities between uh, alkaline diet and paleolithic. Like, I like the way you, you were talking about um, some people think, oh, a paleolithic diet, um, oh, I can just eat loads of meat. Absolutely not. It's got to be, you know, organic, grass-fed meat, um, grass-fed animals, should I say, so that it still has loads of omega-3s in it and stuff like that. What's, what's your take on the types of meat that you would uh, advocate in there? Well, look, if you, if you read Robert Young's stuff, if you read The PH Miracle, if you read any book on the alkaline diet, any printed book on the alkaline diet, it would say meat is acidic, you shouldn't eat meat. My take on it um, is that this is a 70-30 or an 80-20. And what I always say to people is you don't have to give up meat whatsoever. What you should do is swap the meat that you're currently eating, unless it already is high quality, but swap your meat for that, exactly what you just said, organic, grass-fed, super high quality, super fresh meat. It's going to cost you more money, but your enjoyment out of that smaller cut is going to be so much more than eating a big, cheap, crap piece of meat. And it's probably going to fill you up more because, again, getting back to that point of it's nutrient-dense. 
it's going to sustain you more than the crap meat. Um, and, and it's not going to be full of hormones and chemicals and junk, you know. So that's, that's more, that's, you know, so often people come to me and they say, um, I, I do want to live alkaline, but I don't want to give up meat. Or actually what's usually more common is, I want to live alkaline and I want to get my husband to do it too, but he says he won't give up meat. <laughs> um, and, but that's, that for me is the solution, just take, it, just take it back a step. Consume less, but make what you're consuming super high quality. And then as long as you are eating an abundance of fresh vegetables, green foods, you know, salads and, and those low sugar fruits and all of that stuff, you're going to be doing absolutely brilliant. You're going to be feeling amazing. So you don't, and that's the thing, you don't have to give it up. Brilliant. I mean, you know, I, I, I absolutely love meat myself, but in, in the last few years I've cut down significantly uh, yeah. because, you know, w when you're younger, you, you don't know what you don't know, do you? So exactly, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so uh yeah, I mean I I still love to have occasionally the odd nice a nice big steak, but uh the vast yeah. majority of stuff I eat these days is more on the along the lines of the alkaline diet. A lot of people start to come that way. I mean, you know, it it's this realise it's kind of that switch of mindset that you don't start the meal with meat on the plate and then think what else can I add? That's kind of that shift of mentality we've had ingrained in us, especially in the UK and, and here in Australia as well. Um, it's just been how we've grown up. It's meat and something else, whereas it's kind of <laughs> shifting it for people to being all this stuff and you get to have some meat too is kind of like such a big shift for some people, but so easy to do. And especially if they do what you've done, which is switch to really good high quality meat. It becomes, it changes your mentality towards it because the serving's smaller, but it's so much more enjoyable. So it makes it so much easier to make that transition, in my opinion. I mean, I haven't eaten meat <laughs> for like uh, nearly 20 years, but I can imagine <laughs> the people that I've spoken to. I've got, I've got a, my my brother-in-law's a, a kiwi, and they eat meat like a lot of meat, and he has always been meat fan, big meat fan. And, but he has made the switch recently to living more alkaline um, without any pressure from me, I should add. But he has made that switch to going, I'm just going to buy that organic grass-fed beef, um, you know, really high-quality fish. And he's loving it. He's so much happier now without having, like, you know, a huge steak or four burgers and five sausages or whatever to just having that really good cut and filling the rest of his plate of vegetables. He's feeling amazing and so much happier. And he said he's basically he's never looked back. Fantastic. So, um, what uh, if anything, when you look back at your health journey, would you do differently if you were to do it all over again? Right. Say, for example, there's somebody who wants to 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 do what you've done. What would you advise? I definitely. Um, there's a few simple things that you can do, and they're things that I didn't really do that well to begin with. Um, Firstly, I would I'd start with hydration. Um, just get that sorted. There's there's no excuses and nothing more impactful than just getting your hydration sorted. Um, the other thing that I didn't do and that most people don't do is is focus on green foods. Now I know that sounds a little bit obvious and a little bit silly to begin with, but even people that are living like a reasonably healthy diet are probably only getting somewhere between one and three serves of green foods every day. 
So they might be eating fruits and other vegetables and stuff. But when I made that decision to focus on, I want to get five serves of green foods every day, firstly, I worked out how easy that can be. But secondly, the, the actual nutrient abundance that you're getting from those five serves of grains a day is, is huge. Um, and, and it's as simple as, it's as easy as doing some simple things. Like firstly, I love to juice every day, of course. That, you know, can seem mature to some people, but that's like two, maybe three serves of green foods just in a juice. I also, something else that I also do now is I have a side salad with every meal that I have, whether I'm at home or out or wherever. And that's as easy as just grabbing mixed leaves, putting them on a plate and putting a nice dressing on them and eating that with my main meal. That guarantees that with lunch and dinner, I'm getting at least another two serves of green foods in a day. Doing simple things like that, I mean, that's what it all comes down to. It's like, how can I break this down and make this as simple and, and like no brain required as possible? Um, something else that I'd, I'd really recommend is focusing on breakfast probably as the first meal to, to try and get right. It's, um, it's, it's a meal that so many people just don't have. Um, and if they do have it, it's basically it, commercial standard mainstream breakfasts are just not healthy and they're pretty acidic, you know, toast and jam and cereal and dairy and coffee and donuts or whatever else and not starting the day in the right way. Something that I learned along my journey was that momentum within a day is a huge thing. So many people, if they start the day wrong, they get into the mentality of, oh, well, I'll try again tomorrow. And a whole day spirals out. Whereas if you can get a good, healthy breakfast in, it just gives you, well, it, it means that you're not hungry and craving sugar at 10.30 when you're at work. It means that you are feeling good when you get to work and you're feeling, you know, full of energy. And, and that gives you, it just gives you the momentum to then go into your mid-morning snack and your lunchtime and, and thereon with the right frame of mind. So when you, when you start your day right, it generally tends to make the rest of your day go right. Um, another simple thing that I got wrong in the beginning was oils. I did not understand quite the importance of healthy oils. Um, and this, this was during, during, before, during, and after my training for the marathon as well. I mean, God, I cannot think of a more critical time in my life for me to have lots of good healthy oils as when I was doing loads of distance running. But I just didn't understand how important they were. Um, so, yeah, making the change of extra hydration and then getting enough omega-3 particularly, those two things, really simple, can change people's lives. And then, of course, the other thing is just not to try and, you know, just don't worry about perfection, basically. They're the things that I would do differently if I was starting again now. Some great tips there. And as always, the best things are the simple things, aren't they? Very simple oh, to totally. implement. Most people don't realize how easy it can be. Um, Joseph McClendon always, always uh, says uh, life is much more simple than we've been led to believe. And I, I wholeheartedly remember that every single day. It's a good point. It's a great little saying there. I must remember that one. Yeah. So you were talking about breakfast there, Ross. What would your um, typical breakfast be these days, and what would you what would your recommendations be? Well, my recommendations first and foremost would be to have a juice or a smoothie every day if you can. Now I know that that's not practical for a lot of people, depending on their home life, their work life, um, 
whether they've got a juicer or a blender uh, also, but if you haven't got a juicer, definitely go and get a juicer would be my first piece of advice. Um, so I'd I definitely just always try and get a juice or a smoothie. And now the juice would be, um, for me, it would be entirely vegetables, um, so cucumber, celery, spinach, rocket, kale maybe, if I've got kale, some lettuce, just carrots, you know, it depends just what's in my fridge really, but always that base of cucumber, celery and spinach. When people are first starting out, if they want to add like half an apple or whatever in to, to sweeten it up, like that's totally acceptable, but I would look to phase that out at some point. Smoothies are pretty much the same, but you put avocado in there just to make it a smooth, nice creamy texture. Um, so again, cucumber, avocado, spinach, you know, capsicum, all those nice things. Um, for, for, for a breakfast meal, it could be anything from some organic oats uh, through to cooking some quinoa. Um, I actually love to have uh, quinoa, which you know you can just cook the normal way in water, but then mix in some coconut cream or coconut milk at the end, a little bit of shredded apple in there, it's a bit of cinnamon. That's really delicious. You can do the same. You can cook the oats in the same way. Um, I like to have sprouted breads with avocados and tomatoes. Um, even just like a salad, to be honest, anything. And I, 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 I sort of say that a little bit reluctantly because I don't want to people to freak out, oh my god, but if you can, you know, just, there's so many cereals out there that are much more outline, you know, um, things like millet and, and sprouted grains and those types of things, and you can get those in Tesco and Waitrose now, like they're not foods that are difficult to locate, but if you're going to have like cereals with milk would be your normal, you know, cornflakes with milk would be your normal breakfast, you can change that to having oats or some quinoa or something if you want something cooked or if you want something cold, to have one of those more um, healthier, gluten-free and sprouted types of grains with not dairy, basically, with a soy or an almond or an oat milk. Um, I actually, I've really got into making my own almond milk lately, um, and it's just so easy and so delicious, um, and that just makes breakfast a real deliciousness <laughs> to be honest. But that's really it. It's simple. It's like, it's, and this is another thing that I always try to teach. It's like, when you want to live alkaline or if you want to live paleo or, or vegan or whatever else, whatever approach it is you're trying to do, don't start from scratch. Just adapt what you're already doing. So um, this is one of the big things I teach on my weight loss course, but it's basically going, right, here's my current meal plan for the day. This is what I'd normally have. And then not going, right, okay, now look at an alkaline food list and make up, invent a new breakfast from those foods and invent a new lunch. Look at the meals you're already making and just see how far you can transform them from being where they are now to being more alkaline. You know, so if you're cooking, um, I don't know, if you're having scrambled eggs on toast, why not try to make it scrambled tofu on sprouted bread? for instance. If you're having oats the way you would traditionally have oats and cooking it in milk, just cook it in water and then add some coconut cream at the end. Just as delicious, just as creamy, but much more alkaline. If you're having like a, a spaghetti bolognese that's predominantly just, you know, white pasta, meat and tomato, make the pasta wholemeal. Make yourself a, a fresh sauce out of fresh tomatoes and onions and, and garlic and capsicum and all of those things and have like this fresh sauce as the main source with just some meat in it, you know, like just dial it down on the acid scale and dial it up on the alkaline scale and, and you know, the same goes for breakfast really, like breakfast for most people is the biggest challenge because they're so used to having either nothing or used to having 
a breakfast where every single item on that list is is acidic. You know, it's like eggs and bacon and toast and coffee, or it's you know cornflakes with milk, or it's uh, toast with jam, or you know all of these things. But it's so easy to rather than you know rather than try and in reinvent breakfast to just take what's already there and add to it and swap things and make it just make your life easy I think is the summary of this whole phone call being healthy is so much easier than most people think and if you can go about it in a smart way you can do it without changing who you are as a person like one of the biggest things that I've learned over the years of, of coaching and working with so many people um, is one of their biggest fears that's at the root of getting healthy is it's going to change who they are and it's going to change them socially it's going to change them in in the eyes of their friends and their social group and their family and and they're scared of that change you know they're scared of you know never going to the pub again they're scared of never being able to go out for dinner again or going to a friend's house for dinner but it's like it doesn't have to be that way you can apply a healthy lifestyle in a way that integrates with you rather than you having to change to fit with it and when people make that change in their head it just you can see the stress and the anxiety just drain away because it, it just makes it so much more acceptable and achievable for them and that is what I would have for breakfast <laughs> sorry I've been digressing all over the place but uh, you know it's hopefully all useful stuff absolutely it's all great content and um, you were touching on um that uh, the lots of different um, types of breakfast that you could have some some fantastically simple little recipes yeah. that people could implement straight away. I, I mean, we've said it so many times just on this call. Simple is best, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and even if it's as simple as if you're the sort of person that just grabs a slice of toast on the way out the door, just change it to sprouted bread. Brilliant. That's Excellent. much more alkaline, much more. And at least, you know, that's a first step. If you can then change it to sprouted bread with some avocado or some hummus or, and some tomato on it. Like, I love nothing more than like hot toasted sprouted bread with avocado, tomato, drizzled with olive oil and a little bit of Himalayan salt on that. I just love it. Absolutely delicious. And, and most people do. And how much better than, is that than white bread with jam? I mean, just that simple change is going to have such an impact in your body it's no longer going to put you on this um, blood sugar spiral that having jam on white bread would give you and it's going to give you healthy oils it's going to give you some complex carbs it's going to give you so much more <laughs> and and even the salts like that's a whole other topic that you know we don't have time to get into today but even that sprinkle of the Himalayan salt on there you know it, that gives your body the connectivity the conductivity in the energy in your body to, to make you feel good. That's what we're all about. That's what Jason Bale says, isn't it? It's like making your body sing is the expression that he uses. I love that. And that's that's really what, you know, that's what it all boils down to. It's down to, you know, just fueling your body and giving it the tools it needs to thrive. That's ultimately what, what I'm trying to get people to. Oh, it's great philosophy. It's a great way to live your life. So, um, People that want to really take their energy and performance to the next level, Ross, what would you recommend if you were to recommend three things or three things to add? What would you recommend to maximize energy and performance? Performance in a 
uh, sports sense or performance in just a general health thinking? Well, sense? let's let's say both. Okay. Well, uh, the three things that I would am I allowed four? Yeah, go for it. Throw in one bonus All one. Right. Four things that I would recommend to anyone would be water, oils, greens, and minerals. And um, so water, just getting hydrated, getting your water filtered in some means. Um, tap water is acidic and oxidizing to the body. Um, I've, I've done so much work in the field of hydration in the last three years, and one of the biggest findings for me and the biggest breakthroughs for me was that finding of, of testing the, the pH and the, um, the ORP, the oxidation reduction potential of tap water. So we know it's got chlorine and fluoride and all of that crap in it that's no good for us, but it's also acidic and it's also uh, oxidizing to the body, which means it kills cells in the body and it decreases your energy. Now, I'm never saying don't drink tap water if you haven't got any other option, of course. Being hydrated with that is like way better than being dehydrated. So that's not, a, that's not anything close to what I'm saying. What I am saying is if you can filter your water as, at the first step, even if that's just a countertop jug, that's so much better than, than just straight tap water. Obviously, there's there's a whole scale of different levels of water filtration that you know we don't need to get into now. But getting that hydration is critical. The second point is getting oils. Most people in the general public are chronically deficient in omega-3. Harvard did a study probably about six or seven years ago now and found that omega-3 deficiency was the sixth biggest killer in the USA. So the knock-on effect of not having an, an, an abundant amount of omega-3 in your body the knock-on effects of that led to so many um, degenerative conditions and diseases that they actually ranked it as the sixth biggest killer in the USA. Um, the, it's really su super easy to get enough oils. I do recommend supplementing uh, if you can, and you get what you pay for with oils, so don't necessarily buy a bulk 500 really cheap um, you know, fish oil things that's just sat on a shelf somewhere. Buy your oils from the fridge. Um, consume them every day. Um, I always believe, my belief anyway, is from my research that three tablespoons of, of omega oils is optimal. So if you can supplement with at least a tablespoon and then just use healthy oils as a dressing on everything. You know, flax oil on salads, even on veggies, even if you've cooked a pasta dish, just drizzle like a, a, a spoon over it. <laughs> you know, and, and it's so easy and it will make such a huge impact on your health and on your vitality, um, and and on your cognitive performance as well. If we're talking performance, um, you know, and, and even taking it a step further to your sports performance, hydration obviously critical. Obviously, oils are super important in sports performance world. Like you know, if you go onto any bodybuilding.com or speak to any um, sports uh, like a strength coach, a conditioning coach, a trainer, they will all have all of their athletes taking an abundance of omega three. Um, the third thing is greens, just getting enough green foods every day. You know, like I said earlier, it's so much easier than most people think. It's not a case of going, right, it's dinner time, now I've got to cook this mountain of greens. It's just having a little bit, sneaking it in where you can. Like, even if you're making like a pasta sauce, like before you blend it up, throw a handful of spinach in there. You won't even know it's there, but you've had, you know, that's another serve of greens. It's stupid little tips like that that make all the difference. And then the final thing um, is minerals and mineral salts particularly, the, the bicarbonate form of, of minerals like 
sodium, magnesium, potassium, um, and calcium. They're the foremost alkaline minerals. Making sure that you get enough of those minerals each day is really so important to your body's chemistry and your energy that your body can produce. Um, when you, you oh, there's there's <laughs> there's so much deeper I could go on that, but basically, yeah, the most important thing is whether it's uh, it's supplemental form in terms of just a multi mineral or whether you use a salt type product like pH Miracle have got a great um, uh, mineral salt product. Um, you know, I know a lot of people like to add sodium bicarbonate to their water. Particularly, I've seen that um, professional swimmers tend to do that a lot to, to help buffer the lactic acids. But um, you know, for the for the mineral benefit as well, some people I know use Himalayan salts. But it's those types of things at the base level. Just take a good multi-mineral that's got lots of calcium, magnesium, potassium, and if you can get it, sodium. I know a lot of mineral supplements don't like to put sodium in it because it's got such a bad press. But um, sodium bicarbonate is incredibly diff different from your table salt type of salt. But yeah, they're my four things, water, oil, greens, and minerals. Excellent. Uh, some good, once again, great insights there. And I love the, the I think the, uh, the key phrase for this call tonight particularly is keep it simple. Love it. Brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. Um, just, it's, it's about working smart, not hard. Um, it, it's, it's about breaking it down to those core fundamentals that are going to have the biggest impact on your life as quickly as possible with as much ease as possible because you know the, the momentum that you'll get from that will just snowball and snowball and snowball and you know for most people getting started is the hardest thing and when you relieve those barriers and actually say getting started is as easy as just doing these few things today next week we'll worry about something else but just getting started um, and like I said, most people just don't understand the, the massive impact that a few small changes together can make as a whole. Couldn't agree more. You've shared some great insights tonight, Ross. Uh, thanks very much for taking out some time from your busy schedule to uh, uh, share, share some gold nuggets of info with my listeners there. No worries, mate. Look, it's been an it's been an absolute pleasure. I'm happy to happy to chat any time, and I'm sorry for my uh, technical issues that held us up a little bit earlier on. But mate, it's been a, it's been an absolute pleasure, and I, I I'm truly a hundred percent behind what you're doing with this series. I think it's incredibly commendable, and I totally take my hat off to you, mate. It's amazing content, and you've got some amazing speakers, and I'm just absolutely humbled and honoured to be able to to appear alongside some of these guys. You know. It's, a, it's an amazing thing that you've done, mate. Thanks very much, mate. That's much appreciated. So uh, for those people out there that want to find out a little bit more information about yourself, Ross, uh, where do you want to send them to? Is there a particular website? Yeah, look, the easiest place and, and the best place for people to start is, is probably my homepage for the very reason that um, on there they'll see a little video of me um, that they can... Um, get access to um, my beginner's guide to get an alkaline that I've put together. That's basically just three uh, video training sessions that really just deep, deep dives a little bit more on all the stuff we've really talked about tonight um, and gets them started, gets them up and running. Um, and, uh, and from there, they can just contact me whenever, <laughs> to be honest. There will reach a point at some point where I where I have to stop saying that. But yeah, if they head to their homepage, head to my homepage, energizeforlife.com. That's energize with an S, not a Z. Energizeforlife.com, and they can uh, they can grab my beginner's guide to getting alkaline there and 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 take it from there. Excellent. Thanks again, mate. Been a pleasure. 
You've been listening to Dr. Danny Scarhill on the Total Health Transformation Podcast, helping you to eat, move and think on purpose. See you on our next episode.